Go home. Go home. Go home. Alright guys, and welcome to episode 38 of the Go Home Show. I am your host, Eric Bedour, along with my co-host, tagging partner, best friend, Brian Abhishakra. Brian, how you doing today? I'm doing very well. Brian is doing well. We've, we've, uh, we just comatose on a little bit of Turkey Day feast. Mm-hmm. We had some turkey and now we're sleepy. Sleepy day. We're sleepy mm-hmm. from the turkey. Uh, people from other countries don't understand. That's okay. People in the United States, hell yeah. Yep. You know what the fuck is up. Uh, people in other countries get a day where pilgrims come to your fucking country. Go back in time. Figure your shit out. Yeah. What are you doing? Get invaded. Yeah. Get fucking invaded. Get. <laughs> we, uh, this year we celebrated the WCW invasion yeah. of the WWF. Uh, that's why we ate so much turkey. Cause, uh, because, uh, Landstorm came in and super kicked like edge or whatever. Oh, and we're like, Oh, dick. Yeah, and then we ate turkey and got sleepy. And then P- Perry Saturn showed up with uh, Dean Malenko. That was the Radicals. That was pre-invasion, Brian. Oh. You're a fool, Damn Brian. It. You're a fool, but you're handsome, so I'll let it slide. That's uh, that's how we get by in life. <laughs> Brian, how's your week been? <laughs> it's been pretty good. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? It was, like, ridiculous. I ate so much food that day. Yeah. I don't normally eat a lot at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but uh, this year I ate, like, way too much. I wanted to go to the... Black Friday cast for Mega 64, and I got home, and I passed out, mm-hmm. and so I didn't. Oh, bummer. Eh, so you should have been there. It I was know. really good. I know. It was a lot of fun. It's like my favorite thing that we do all year for Mega 64. Oh, really? It. I love the Black Friday cast so much, because it's just like, we're going to hype up this thing. We'll take calls. What are you going to buy? It's just crazy. That's cool. Um, It was a lot of fun. Black Friday cast was great. We sold way too many copies of everything for Mega 64. <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. Um. Where, Sean and Garrett have been going to the studio every day. I've been there helping, uh, and we uh, got to, I think, 2 a.m. <laughs> Slam dunk! Jesus. So, if you ordered before 2 a.m., your stuff should be in the mail. Uh, the post office, less than thrilled about bringing uh, truckloads of stuff and going, here you go, deal with it. Literally fill up Garrett's truck yep. bed yep. with all the orders. That is what we do. Like So... To the brim. Yep. So we did. We've been doing that, and we've been sending them out in all of our surrounding cities. Uh, so hopefully your stuff's on its way. I think the earliest orders, a bunch of people, like not even pre-orders, like pre-orders, people got their stuff yeah. mostly. Yeah. Uh, but actual orders, people are getting it now. So nice. I, I saw some people going like, "I order right at midnight. And I got some stuff," and it's like, "That's great." A lot of sweatshirts out there uh, that sold out within four minutes. I think. Damn. Yeah. Stuff was gone like fast so i, I but, guess i'm not gonna get one <laughs> no i think i think i think we're gonna get them reprinted because they yeah. were in such high demand oh they're yeah. awesome i really like those switches. i mean this happens every black friday yeah exactly so it was good it was very good black friday um i did not go out to spend money to mm-hmm. find stuff i don't care about black friday uh i care no. about hanging i care about hanging out with my friends on black friday right and like hey you guys want to go to denny's hell yeah oh cool let's go to let's go to best buy at 2 30 a.m but a bunch of stores would open from 12 to 1 and then close. What can you get done in one hour? Uh, you can buy a toaster oven, a DVD of Scarface, and uh, two new MP3 players. Who did that? I no one. Oh, I just assumed okay. someone out there like it got. Uh, there's one person listening. Went. That's exactly what the fuck I got. 
How the fuck did they know? I feel like it's Kevin. Yeah. Oh, fuck, it was Kevin. Shit. Piss, it was Kevin. Well, Brian, how was your week of wrestling? It was uh, it was really full of things. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't get a chance to watch Lucha Underground this week. Me neither. And I was really bummed about that because I wanted to talk a little bit about it uh, on this episode. But... We've been we've been keeping up. It's been really good. Mm-hmm. If you guys like wrestling at all, go check out Lucha Underground. It's, 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 it's awesome. Re- it's really not that hard to find online. Mm-mm. It's really not that hard to find online. Not at uh, all. Daily Motion has crazy links for it. Go to the Reddit Squared Circle subreddit, and uh, it's there. It's, it's it's easy to find. Super easy to find. Totally worth it. Uh, um, are we going to make jokes about the CM Punk podcast and be like, did anything else happen? Yeah, let's let's did, let's be those fucking do wanna, marks. Do you yeah. want to do, okay. do that? Uh, oh, what happened this week? Did anything? Uh, oh, bro, it was hey, pretty you quiet any, week. Any good podcasts lately? Yeah. See, mm, what kind of punk things oh, happened? Oh, uh, mm, yeah. Was there so, was uh, some kind of art going on? Uh, in the world of wrestling. Yeah, you could fill a couple of brooks with uh, 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 uh. We Are we done? Yeah. Okay, we get out of our system? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Did you listen to the CM Punk? I absolutely did. Uh, I listened to it and immediately texted you when it like really hit me that this is going to be something very, very big. Mm-hmm. And I said, don't just be like... Uh, I think I texted you and I said, have you listened to this yet? And you texted me back and said... I read some stuff about it. I haven't listened yet. And I, I said, it's so much different reading stuff mm-hmm. than hearing him say it in his own words. Yeah. And it was so true. Uh, I told Garrett that CM Punk was on the Art of Wrestling podcast. We were like hanging out around the house and uh, it was before we gone over to the studio to they got shit more stuff or whatever. Right. And I went, dude, CM Punk came on the Art of Wrestling podcast and he like for two hours just spilled his guts about like, here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going on. Here's why I left, like, everything. And Garrett went, what's the name of the podcast? Where can I download it? What do I do? What, what do I have? To? And he's, like, trying to download it, but their server crashed because it got so fucking slammed. Yeah, I can't download I, I had to, like, stream it on YouTube. Me too. I had to listen to it on YouTube. When I listened to it on YouTube, it was the day after it went up. Mm-hmm. 245,000 views. Damn. I couldn't download it on iTunes. Like, yeah. I, I was at work, and I, and I was like, all right, I got... You know, a day I'm off the floor. Mm-hmm. And normally I listen to like, that's when I listen to Talking Shop and any other podcast that mm-hmm. I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I I can't run this on the YouTube app on my phone because I can't turn my yep. phone off. Yep. Because the YouTube app is crippled it's, now. God, it's the, it's yep. the worst. Yep. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll have to wait till I get home. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy I listened to it. What'd you think? I thought it was, um, I thought it was everything that, I expected it to be. It was honestly. everything that I wanted. Yeah. Like, I wanted him to come out and, like, really get to the bottom of why he left, what he's what he was upset about, what he didn't like. He was hurt. Yeah. And it was really obvious. I wanted to know what was going on. Yeah. And um, I'm sure if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that, I don't... Your priorities are fucking weird. <laughs> You're all screwy. <laughs> Your priorities are fucking weird. Pause pause this podcast and go listen to that podcast and come back here because, man, it was good. Yeah. Um, He had a staph infection for months. Yeah. Nearly died. Yeah. You can die from a staph infection. We had a friend who had a staph infection. Yeah. And was in the hospital and lost, like, a hundred pounds. It was bad. He was real fucked up. Yeah. So the fact that he had a staph infection and that was it, like, holy shit. I think there's stuff where people are going like, yeah, but there's two sides to everything. And, you know, what was WWE doing? And what was their medical staff saying? And did CM Punk 
go there and complain about being injured all the time and then you don't listen to it. Like, okay. I feel like if a doctor looked at a staph infection, he would know it's a staph infection, right? I mean, the doctor who took care of it was like, hey, we need to take care of this right the fuck now. I just feel like a staph infection is something that really stands out. Mm -hmm. And you could tell, because I think we had mentioned, you know, uh, I think when we had started, he was already gone, right? Uh, No, no, he he, he was just on his way out. Because we started in December? January? January? I don't even Late know. January or early February. Either way, he he was either right out the door or mm-hmm. already gone. Mm-hmm. And a, a, a thing that we had always said was that, man, he just, he looked so road worn. He looked fucked. He was worn out. And yeah. like, I remember seeing him, I mean, granted, it's like almost 10 years now, uh-huh. back at PWG Arena, you know, mm-hmm. over at, uh, over in, in the Indies, and he looked super young and fresh yeah. and whatever. But when I came back into wrestling and started watching it, I was like, he looks old. His, and, he, he's always looked a little tired, but who wouldn't? Yeah. And, but then, man, the last couple of months of him being there, it was like, you're not well. He looked really unhealthy. Everybody was complaining about him on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, see he's not pro- doing the elbow drop. Right. Yeah. He looks lazy. Yeah. It's because he was fucked up. Yeah. I mean, he was deathly ill. He had broken ribs. He like he couldn't work anymore. Yeah, and it really sucks because I don't think people are listening and going like, like you should be grateful for the spot you were in, and you should be happy that like you got your dream job and all this stuff. Hey, you work a shitty job, mm-hmm. and like even if it's a job that you like, there are gonna be times where you're just like, I'm so fucking over this. I don't want to be here. I've quit so many jobs where I just walk in and go, I'm fucking, I'm fucking done. Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, there are times where I like the job or whatever, but then there are times where you're just like, I don't give a fuck about anyone here. I don't give a fuck about anything I'm doing. Yeah. Like, you just get worn out to a point where you just don't care. And I don't think people are respecting his decision to just leave. Yeah. Hey, I've left so many jobs. Yeah. I Think about, okay, granted, we all, we're all talking about, oh, it's a dream job. You get to do, live out your dream and do this and that. Mm-hmm. He, he got to live out the dream of so many people of... Hey, I'm good where I'm at financially. Yep. I'm not happy where I'm at in my professional life. Yep. And I'm getting the fuck out of this because yep. I hate it. I respect his decision 100%. I, I, I there, there, There's not a part of me that goes like, you're a fucking dick for leaving. Because I think what he did was like brave as fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot, I know a lot of people who stay at their shitty jobs. Yeah. He left the job that he didn't want to be at anymore. Yeah. And he knew the consequences. He did. And, and I think... Um, I was watching a excerpt from a Alberto Del Rio uh-huh. uh, interview. Yeah, I thought that was really good, and him talking about the CM Punk thing was yeah. awesome. I don't know if it was. I think this was before the the Art of Wrestling podcast had been released, and but, it was right before. I think it was only a few weeks before. Yeah, yeah. And it was him talking about how he respects the hell out of CM Punk yep. for leaving, mm-hmm. and I think it partially influenced his decision to do the exact same thing. I, I agree. I absolutely agree. Because you see somebody who you know, is in a position, not happy where they're at, not doing anything worth a damn anymore. Like it takes a lot of guts to just say, I I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, It not do it. It's funny because I feel like the people who say like, CM Punk do shitty elbow drop. He looked tired and he's sloppy in the ring. Those are the same people that are like, how could you fucking quit? You owe it to us to stay. He doesn't owe you shit. He doesn't owe us anything. I don't get the mentality of I'm a fan. I'm owed something. Yeah. Hey, newsflash apparently if you don't get it nobody owes you a fucking thing <laughs> ever. at all 
anywhere. You may think that you're owed something. You're owed nothing mm-hmm. ever. Ever. Yeah. Man. Like. You're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah. And him, I think CM Punk walking out was the best decision he could have made. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's still making money on WWE stuff. Oh, He's yeah. in the video game, a huge part of the video game. Yeah. Um, he's like the rivalries section, like the 2K showcase, mm-hmm. is all CM Punk versus John Cena, and the other one's Triple H and HBK, and it's so it's so fucking boring. The HBK and Triple H one is so fucking boring. Really? Yeah. The, the, the CM Punk, John Cena, is like, this is great. Oh, that's the, cool. The Triple H, HBK one is like, uh, all right, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, I don't, uh, whatever. Um, he, so he's making money off that. There's a new Flintstones movie coming out where CM Punk did a voice. So he's, he'll be making royalties on, on that. that. Yeah. He's selling merchandise through WWE. So he's making money on that. A small fraction, but yeah. Now he just put up a pro wrestling tea shop. That's right. I don't know if anybody went there the first day. It crashed the fucking website. Of course it did. It crashed the website before he posted anything. Damn. He posted a pro wrestling tea slash CM Punk. Website crashed. Damn. Holy shit. I went there uh, yesterday and I Mm -hmm. saw like the four items he has. Yep. And hey, those, it's awesome. They're fine. Yeah. They're, I'm not going to wear any of those shirts, oh, but cool. I mean, I would not wear any wrestling shirts, so. There you have it. <laughs> um, so that was the CM Punk podcast. I really liked it. I thought the stuff that he was saying about Ryback was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought the stuff he talked about with The Shield was really interesting, about yeah. wanting to bring up uh, Chris Hero. Yeah. And WWE saying no, and they wanted to bring up uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Which is like, I thought CM Punk made a good point. He's like, that wasn't my hill to die on, so I just said, okay, whatever, you get your one guy. Yeah. But that that's, that's fucking awesome, because... Mm-hmm. I, I know that we had said it a few times on this on this podcast that we felt like the shield was a, like Triple H's baby. Yep. And man, that's cool to find out that it's actually CM, CM Punk. Punk. But that see, that's the cool thing about CM Punk is that, and this is sort of what they were talking about on uh, on the McMahon and uh, Austin podcast. Like he thought out more than hey, what are we doing next? Yeah, God, I hate that fucking mentality in WWE, and we've been saying that forever. That that's the problem with WWE is mm-hmm. that it's like, so what's next? Well, what do you want to do next? What do you want to? What the fuck is that? What do you want to do next? Yeah. How many hire? How many writers do you have? How? Who? What do you want to do next? I mean that that to me when whenever I think of that it it reminds me of hey remember when you were fourteen you couldn't drive yeah but you wanted to hang out with your friends so you walked over to their house and you sat on their floor mm-hmm. and they were like you didn't have the internet or not to the capacity that yeah. we had now uh-huh. and you had the one video game that your parents bought you because you were yeah. too poor too poor to buy more uh-huh. and you just looked at each other and went what do you want to do now? Same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> and you were bored out of your fucking skull, just like we all are right now with a lot of the storylines. Yeah. Spe- speaking of that other podcast, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin had Vince McMahon on his podcast. I watched the whole thing. It's on the network. And if you don't have the network, it's fucking everywhere on the internet. It's Absolutely. on Dailymotion. I think Absolutely. it's on YouTube. It's everywhere. I'm sure it is. Um, it's very good in the sense that Stone Cold Steve Austin does put McMahon in the corner here and there. Uh, McMahon is from the get-go... You just go, oh fuck! You're old. God damn it! He's that. You forget. It, hey, why isn't why why aren't you pushing any of these guys? Like, what's going on? How come no one's stepping up? Oh, you know, millennials. Not what, man. Hey, you know what? Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah, whatever. Millennials. Uh, yell at us to get off your lawn and be mad about just like times are changing. <laughs> It, it's such a it's such a fucking <laughs> joke to say, well, these millennials. Hey, man, 
there's no competition, and if somebody fa- well, everyone's afraid to fail. If they fail, they will get fired. Mm-hmm. And your rest, your roster is already so fucking thin. They will get fired, and then where do you go? Where do you go? Where? Back, back to Europe, maybe, where you came from, like McIntyre. Yeah. To the Indies, like uh, Kurt Hawkins and Brodus Clay. Yeah. Maybe to TNA. TNA is kind of going away. Maybe to Lucha Underground, like uh, John, Johnny, like Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo. Um, what do you do when there's one game in town? Yeah, man, everyone's afraid to fail. You like saying that sounded foolish. Yeah. I, and and I think it was it was such an interesting thing for me because I think watching somebody who actually understands what's going on mm-hmm. in Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. he is so keen on Cesaro. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's trying to say, hey, like, hey, Vince, this guy has it. Uh-huh. Whatever you're trying to say it is supposed to be, mm-hmm. Cesaro has it. No, no, he doesn't. He's, uh, maybe it's like a European thing. Or that- like he's Swiss. That, to me, was such, like, when he said that, I'm like, do you sound so ignorant right now? <laughs> you, the, the, he, he comments, Stone Cold comments about the long, drawn-out, boring opening yep. segment. I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she was just like, is it, are you, like, are you aware of how boring this is right now? Mm-hmm. Of how, like, shitty and belabored this is? And I'm like, yes, and it's killing me yep stone cold brings that up yep he talks uh, the biggest problem and, and this to me was even funnier than all of this was they mentioned how they had to fill three hours of sports entertainment no you don't <laughs> do a two-hour show yep do a two-hour fucking show you've done a three-hour show for over a year now mm-hmm. it's not been doing as well nope like don't buff segments with long bullshit yep and then have short divas matches that could be much better mm-hmm. there you have it uh, the Vince McMahon podcast, I don't think it shined any light on anything other than Vince McMahon is old, which you all knew. And then he just, it, you never thought that you'd really see Vince McMahon sit down and talk business like that. Yeah. And and he did. He talked business for a while and it's like, oh, wow, that was pretty insightful. But at the same time, can stop. It, you're, you're, uh, we're just going to keep harping about it. You're old, you're out of touch. And he's like, I don't think I'm out of touch. You're out of touch. He's you're at, out of touch. He's I don't know what to say. You. You're out of touch. Stop. The one the one quality of Vince McMahon that I like is that he'll put ego aside to bring business back. Yeah. And he's done it with everyone. So everyone's excited. Oh, Triple H is taking over and he's going to book all this stuff or whatever. Do you think Triple H is going to put ego aside no. to bring people back? No. I really don't. Especially after CM, CM Punk talked about it. And- Not, it uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening. Mm-mm. It's going to be bad. And and that'll be fine, mm-hmm. and it'll get to a horrible place, and mm-hmm. then when they start floundering, mm-hmm. that's when things will come back around. Yep. And you have to. And and that's I'm fine with that mm-hmm. because I at at this point in my life, and I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but I've definitely said it to Eric like outside of this. At this point in my life, I don't think I'm going to stop watching huh. wrestling again Mm-mm. because if I'm not watching this, I'll be watching you know Lucha Underground. Yeah. I'll be you know, watching Japan. I'll be watching yep. whatever is coming up. I'll always mm-hmm. want to see whatever PWG yep. is doing. Exactly. So you're, you're right. And, uh, if people aren't aware, new Japan just put up a, uh, streaming video, like WWE network type deal that I think is only like 10 or 11 bucks a month, but it's all in Japanese. So I kind of have a hard time, like wanting to go subscribe to it. I'm yeah. like, I want to, and Me I too. don't, but I do. 
I have to check it out to see if I can just get it for like a month and see if it's something I want because they've already put up like a bunch of events. Oh, really? Like, Damn, that sounds pretty cool. Damn. Yeah, exactly. It sounds really cool. Because I, I want to get all caught up and watch whatever's going on with Bullet Club and, right. and everything that's going on over there because, I mean, you just see the excerpts from it and, yep. man, it's crazy. Yep. So any other notes, anything else you want to talk about? We don't want to harp too long about... I mean, what, what are we going to talk about that any other podcast hasn't talked about on, on CM Punk and then the Vince Absolutely. McMahon thing? Uh, so. I, I mean, any other notes on anything that you found interesting on the CM Punk thing? I, I was just really excited to see, like, the like how he how he put it and the world that he was living. Mm-hmm. Honestly, to me, that was the most interesting mm-hmm. thing. I thought I thought he had a really good point about, like, hey, some of this stuff is going to be bitter, and that's okay. Being bitter is okay. Yeah. It's all about getting through it and working to, like, the next thing and working past being bitter. Yeah. And I'm working on it. Um, because there'll always be people who are like, fuck you, you're fucking bitter. Okay. Those people don't know shit. Hey, when people are mad at you on the internet, guess what? It doesn't mean a fucking thing. Mm -mm. It means zero. That's right. It means less than zero. (laughs) Be mad at me on the internet all fucking day because I have stuff to do. You can be mad at me and I hope it consumes you, but I have like people to go see and like a job to do and like a podcast to produce. Like I don't have time Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, this guy. Um, so I just go about my day and that's fine. <laughs> be bitter all you want. That That's fine. And then work through it and go, well, that was fucking dumb of me. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, but any, anything else? Notes? No, nothing. No. Uh, it was a good podcast. And yeah. then this coming week, there's going to be another art of wrestling with, uh, CM Punk Cole Cabana answering, uh, questions, mm-hmm. I assume. Uh, but I can't imagine that a lot of the questions are going to be very good. I hope that they, sc- I'm sure they will. Cause Cole Cabana is a good, yeah. uh, podcast producer, mm-hmm. but, uh, Hopefully they string some of these questions first. I, I think I think they will, and I think it'll be a lot of like one question will start them down a road, and yeah. they'll just kind of travel down there for a while and see kind of where it takes them. I'm I'm um, excited to listen to that. Me too. I think it's going to be really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. It was very cool to hear that finally, uh, and it was two hours long, which I really, really liked. Which went by fast. Yeah, that was a fast two hours. When hearing, er- hearing all of his stories and everything. Was when great. Eric told me it was two hours, I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I can sit through two hours. And I, I had, I, I wanted had to, four. Yeah, I had to pause it because I needed to like go to the bathroom or yeah. something. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'm an hour and a half in. Yep. Shit. Yeah. It, it flew, man. Yeah. It was great. Pretty excited. But we have shows to review. Mm-hmm. NXT and Raw. Uh, NXT, we're coming up to. Uh, it's not called Evolution. It's called Revolution. Our Evolution. Our Revolution. Like our Evolution. Uh, they keep saying it like that, so I guess I would assume Revolution. Yeah, there you go. Stupid. Uh, first up, opening match: Tyler Breeze against Marcus Louis. Uh, Breeze. The match doesn't start for a very long time. Uh, Tyler Breeze cuts a promo uh, saying uh, Marcus Louis is the uggo of all uggos, <laughs> and that no one will love him. This was it was so awkward when he was just yelling at him. Yeah. that he was so ugly. Yeah. Uh, then he uh, he takes the the towel off his head and then gives him a beauty shot. Marcus Louis loses. And then Marcus Louis snaps post-match, which leads to this is awkward chance. Because it was. He didn't tear anything up. He just kept going. It was very awkward. And then he walked around like he had a concussion. It's like if you get a pug mad. There you go. Oh, did you tear anything up? Nope. Nope. Made some noises. Uh... We get Enzo and Cass coming out, and they introduce Carmella. Uh, Carmella does not fit this no. group. No, she does at not. all. Uh, at all. Yeah. At all. Enzo and Cass are like faces, and Carmella's like a heel. I don't like you. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. At all. There's nothing to like about you. Nope. 
But you know who does have some qualities? Uh, is it old blue pants? You better believe it's old blue pants. They bring out blue pants, and the crowd goes wild. She's more over than Carmella. <laughs> Which to me goes, what do you do from here? Yeah. I mean, you have an in. Yep. You, like, people are excited for a product. Yep. Uh, you have to push blue pants. Blue pants is beloved. Enzo and Caster faces. <laughs> Carmella is a heel. And they bring out someone they call blue pants, and the crowd goes nuts for blue pants. That is how great Enzo and Cass are <laughs> on the microphone. They get over someone whose only quality is that she's dressed like Kitty Pride from the X-Men. I was going to say, she looked like she was in the X-Men. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, blue Pants is beloved, but then taps out to Carmella's uh, Staten Island strap or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. Boo. I don't know what the name is. Boo. Boo. Um, next, you get a... Uh, any notes from the Blue Pants match? No. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Balor promo backstage talking about his singles debut. And he says that Tyson Kidd should tape it and send it to his Uncle Brad. I like that. He looked like he had just gotten into a fight with somebody. He looked all fucking scratched up and shit. Yeah. That was weird. His eyes were all red. Yeah. He looked like fucked up. Yeah. I like, uh, I like Balor though. Me too. I like him a lot. Um, Lucha Dragons against JJ and TD. Uh, JJ and TD are in control for most of this match. And then there's the hot tag to Kalisto. Uh, the match gets going all crazy. They talk about the miscommunications between JJ and TD. And then uh, there's a slate of Del Sol to JJ while TD is on the outside because uh, Sin Cara has jumped on TD while JJ gets the uh, slate of Del Sol. Any notes from this match? Yeah, I was calling them Ty Dill and JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Dill and JJ! I, don't know, I was just sitting there, and I just kept chuckling to right. Ty Dillon J. Joe. Ty Dillon J. Joe. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like the shit your mom would call you and your yep. little brother? Hey, Ty Dillon J. Joe. <laughs> hey, can you guys tweet at Ty Dillon J. Joe? Ty Dillon J. Joe, I know you're listening to this. See if they'll change your names to Di- Ty Dillon J. Joe. Hey, guys, go ahead and tweet at Ty Dillon J. Joe and let them know that their names are Ty Dillon J. Joe. Uh, leave a review on iTunes for this show. <laughs> let them know... Uh, Wow, guys, episode 38 sure is great because there are mentions of Ted Dillon Gijo. Make, uh, make sure you tell Renee Young, mm-hmm. Jason Albert, and the uh-huh. guy who looks like Michael Cole uh-huh. uh, to call them Ty, Ty Dillon and Jijo. Let them know that we that we say <laughs> Ty Dillon Gijo. There you have it. There you have it. Uh, there's a Kevin Owens promo next. He talks about how he's going to fight, and he's going to fight everyone. And I always forget that he's from Montreal. Oh, yeah, until he talks. Until he talks. Yep. And then I go, you, this is not your first language. Mm-mm. But you know what? It uh, doesn't sound bad. It just sounds like you're from Montreal. Reminds me of um, uh, Benoit. How how you could obviously tell he was like super Canadian. Canadian, yeah. Um, so I'm into it. it. It gives him, I think, an added level. Um, and he looks fucking huge as shit. I love that tattoo. This is not a tattoo I would ever get. Mm-hmm. But on him, it works. It's the one that says live, but the E is backwards, so it's evil. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I mean, it, he just, especially now that he's grown out his beard and, yep. like, has that big grizzled look. Yep. Man, I, I'm so happy he got called up. Yep, me too. Very cool. Um, We got uh, Bailey coming out to the ring, and she says her mom said not to back down to bullies because bullies are cowards. And then uh, Becky and Sasha Banks come out and uh, say that uh, uh, bullies aren't cowards. And then they jump Sasha Banks yeah. in a cowardly, or they, they jump Bailey in a cowardly move. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I love it. <laughs> and that was <laughs> great heel tactic. We're not, we're not bullies. Bang. Oh, you're bullies. This is great. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was good. They they beat her up and yelled at her and stuff. And the medical staff came out and took Bailey out. Perfect. Goodbye, Bailey. Yeah. Uh, I, I assume leading to a Becky Bailey match at uh, our Evolution. Yeah. Revolution. <laughs> uh, any notes from that? No, I'm just. I I love the booking of this. It gives exactly what we complain about Raw not having, which is you have Sasha doing something at our Evolution. Yep. She's facing for the uh, NXT Championship. Yep. 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 And then you have Bailey uh-huh. facing Becky Lynch as a stepping stone mm-hmm. to Sasha Banks. Who might win? Yeah. Honestly, I think might win the women's championship from Charlotte. I I don't know if she will. I think she'll lose because I think they still have to establish Charlotte because Charlotte hasn't been on a show in fucking months. Yeah. Um, I wonder if she's injured or something. I don't know, but she hasn't been on a show in a really long time. So uh, I think that she'll. I think Charlotte will retain, and then what will happen is that uh, Bailey beats Becky, mm-hmm. then Bailey moves on to Sasha Banks, and so it's Bailey against Sasha Banks and Becky kind of like that little like program. Yeah. And then she'll face Sasha Banks in a few weeks and then at like the next pay-per-view thing, it'll be Bailey against Charlotte where Charlotte wins or where Charlotte will lose the title to Bailey. That's what I think. That's probably it. So that is that is my guess. That's what I would say. What I'm I'm excited. Yep. Uh Tyson Kid Natalia promo. Uh Tyson Kid is wearing a loot crate t-shirt. Yeah. That is a Loot Crate t-shirt. I, I Shout out to our sponsor, LootCrate.com. Go to LootCrate.com slash Mega64. Sign up, get 15% off on a Loot Crate. I don't know if that's how much you get off, but who like you're going to email them and go, Eric said! Who gives a fuck? Uh, you get a cat t-shirt uh, like Tyson Kidd, and then Tyson Kidd says, have you checked on the cats? And then he has to go FaceTime him. He has the to cats. FaceTime him. And then it, it, it's his Uncle Brett. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he's our uncle. Yeah, but he's my Uncle Brett. Uh... Natalia wants to hug him and he has to go and FaceTime with the cats. He is so great on NXT and so bland on Raw and SmackDown because he doesn't, he's, he doesn't get to talk. He's a big fish in a small pond in Mm -hmm. NXT, which is great. And uh, I I really, really enjoy him there. Mm -hmm. The Vaud Villains featurette is fantastic. Oh, absolutely. I love that. What a great character piece. I, again, I love it. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what I want to see people do. It gives them a depth. Yep. It's great. Yep. Uh, Kid against Balor in the main event. Really excited for that. Yep. I thought everything was like gearing up to be a very cool match. Um, I love Balor's theme. Holy shit. Me too. Holy shit. It's so cool. I hope he shortens his intro. It is very slow. It's slow and it's too too deliberate. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind him being theatrical. I just think that there's way too many stop pose. Stop Oh, he, he just don't do it at the top of the ramp. Do something else. Yeah. Um. Do something like where you're it, when like the lights come on, you're walking towards the ring or something like because mm. it's so dark and then it comes into focus. If you're like standing there and then you walk towards the ring, like when the lights come on, that would be cool. Yeah. It's just too it's too long and it is like a diva's entrance. Yeah. It is top of the ramp pose before you get in the ring pose get in the ring pose. It's all just very, like, Diva's entrance. Yeah. I'd like to see maybe even something where he kind of runs down to the ring, uh-huh. but then once he gets to the steps, yeah, he kind of does the slow down and brings, like... But just just something something different, because it, it is very, like, hit your marks. Hit, hit your yeah. marks. Yeah. It's very uh, theater. Mm-hmm. So. Great mat work at the beginning of this match. That was so I, cool. I really liked it, and you're like, oh, this is, like, how the Divas generally wrestle down here. But okay. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, 
Balor about to dive on Kid, and then Kid pulling uh, Natalia in front. Always love that spot. Yeah, oh yeah, me too. It, I think that's a great character spot for Tyson Kid. Every time he does it. What a little shit. Yep, it's great. It's uh, awesome. He does it on Monday, and they go, "Did you see that? He pulled Natalia in front." Hey, guess what? We didn't see it. The camera missed it. No, I think there was a camera there, but I think that maybe it was a shot that was like, I think maybe you could like, he pulled her skirt up because they took a wider shot yeah. later uh-huh. and you could see a camera guy standing there. But he was the one shooting the ring while Cesaro came in behind and gave him oh, the German really? suplex. Oh, yep. Yep. The, the camera missed it. <laughs> Good job. Oops. Did you see that? No, we didn't. Yeah. I'm glad there are four cameramen down there. <laughs> uh, neck breaker on the outside by Tyson Kid. I like that move. Um, I like he always goes, yeah. He sounds like Link. <laughs> there you go. I loved I loved him yelling, ask him in Irish. When ask he had him, him in Irish. That was great. <laughs> um, I really like when he hangs up uh, Balor in the Tree of Woe. Mm-hmm. And then he's like telling Natty to get him. And then he goes outside and goes, how hard is it? How hard is it to do this? And he starts choking Balor. <laughs> how hard is it to do this? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, that was great. Um... Tyson just very mad that Natalia did not help him. Uh, Balor hits a little chop rally and a Pele kick. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But my favorite move of the entire match was that giant spinning brain buster. Yeah. Holy shit. I love brain buster suplexes. Mm-hmm. I think they look so fucking cool. And when he took, when he just added like that little spin to it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know. I, I didn't even know what to call that when I first it was, saw it. It it's, was like it's, a torque suplex brain buster. It was, it's a brain buster, but he just puts a little bit of like a spin on it. Yeah. That, that's it. it looks and it's very so cool. good. Yeah. It looked, it looks great. Um, that missed this sequence. I really like the miss stomp reverse of the sharpshooter, the drop toe hold to the bottom turnbuckle, and then the hu- the hung leg drop. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Man, what a cool sequence. That looked just like bang, 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 bang. Mm-hmm. Looked awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought this was really cool. These guys work really, really well I, together. Yeah. Tyson Kidd works with anyone really well, uh, but Balor is going to be like the guy. Yeah. Like, man. Oh, so man. Cool. So cool. Mm-hmm. He goes for the double stomp. Balor goes for the double stomp on the top. Ascension comes down and attacks. Balor gets the win by DQ. Hideo Itami comes down. Starts trying to beat on Ascension. Yeah. Ascension and, and Balor and Atami are all getting into it. The refs come in. They try to pull it apart. Then all the wrestlers come down. They try to pull it apart. That was cool. And then that leads to uh, a big brawl at the end to try to pull them all apart and everything. And they're going to have a match at Revolution. Our Revolution. Our Evolution. Uh, any notes from NXT? What do you think? I'm, I'm pretty excited for Our Evolution. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a really awesome show. And I, I, I love everything. Every week I say this. I love everything they do in NXT. I look forward to NXT more than I look forward to Raw. I, me too. Uh, I mean, consistently week to week. It, I mean, it, you know, no Baron Corbin this week, but I guess I can deal. Oh, man, uh, I, I, don't, I can't count to 23. Yeah, Dang. Maybe he's too tired because of his uh, really long matches, but, you know, uh, <laughs> our evolution, I, I love every time they put a pay-per-view together. Yep. Uh, I'm really excited. Yep. I, I think it's going to be very cool, and we have, what, one more week? And, I think so. And then that that's it, right? Because it's, it's next week will be the beginning of... Like that, it'll be this week, and then it'll be uh, it'll it'll be next week. Yeah. So it'll be like the fourth this week, and then the eleventh next week. Mm-hmm. So it'll be uh, a week from the day yeah. before this came out. Yep, yeah. Exactly. So it'll be it'll be good, and uh, I'm really excited because this this week will be kind of a it'll set the other matches for that card. Like you'll get a Baron Corbin, uh, Bull Dempsey thing again. Yeah. You might get like a C.J. Parker thing. You'll get a, a Tyson Kid thing coming out and going like, No, you didn't beat me. Yeah. It'll be something like that. Whatever. It'll be awesome. Yep. There you go. 
Uh, move on to Raw. Yeah. How about it? Yeah, here um, we go. Start with... Uh... Anonymous General Manager. Uh-huh. Michael Cole and the Anonymous General Manager. Uh, I have a feeling that they scrapped the Anonymous General Manager thing right after the CM Punk podcast because they went, oh, fuck, we have to put on a good show. Shit. God damn it. We have to fucking try this week. We can't just do a thing that makes everyone mad. Fuck. Shit. Wrestling is the only thing that I know besides Mega64 that wants to make its fan base upset. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's wrestling and us. Yeah. Like that's it. Wrestling wants to just go, ha, fuck you. There you go. There it is. Hey, anonymous GM, you got it. Thanks, uh, guys. John Cena comes down and turns off a computer. That is what happens. That is exactly what happened. No, it's uh what was he on hiatus or Yeah. Hey Brian, John Cena comes we there's TV time dedicated to John Cena coming down. And turning yeah. off a computer. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? He didn't turn it off all the way. He didn't shut it. No, I know. And it killed me. I knew it would bother you. Of course it did. Because yep. he walked up and the light's still on. Yep. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, we get Seth Rollins interrupting and cutting what I thought was a pretty good promo here. Yeah. Um, the John Cena promo was whatever. It just seemed like more John Cena like, the universe is in control. Ta-da. Yay. Seth Rollins comes down and he's like, these people don't even like you. Who are you going to have as a general manager? Batista? He sucks at wrestling and he sucks at acting. Wow. <gasps> Damn, man. Fuck. What do you Jeez. do to you? Um, then he says, half this crowd chants Cena sucks. What are you going to do about it? Whatever. They don't chant Cena sucks here. They chant you sold out to Seth Rollins. Great. Seth Rollins' heat is bigger than Cena sucks chants. Awesome. Holy shit. That is what I'm looking for. Yep. Please. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Um, Rollins versus Cena in a tables match is made at TLC. If... John Cena loses, he's no longer number one contender. What do you think of this? I I would like to think that this is a way to pull out John Cena being number one contender mm-hmm. because why? Yeah. Like you have Reigns coming back uh, and I feel like they really wanted him to be number one contender and uh-huh. they kind of had to put it on Cena. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's John Cena. Yeah. And uh, they want to sell pay-per-views. But... Yeah. Do they have to sell pay-per-views now with the WWE Network? No idea. As per CM Punk on the podcast, yeah. like they don't really have to sell the pay-per-view anymore. Nope. Fuck. Yeah. Your cat thinks it's Yeah, my cat that. thinks it's going to be Roman Reigns. Wow. Number one Brian's contender. cat, I disagree with you. I think John Cena will definitely win this uh, match. Okay. I, I think that they make a stipulation, and that's it. Like I, It's just like, oh, what's John Cena going to do? And he's going to win. That that's it. It'll be a screwy finish, but he'll win. Mm-hmm. No finish is clean anymore because you can't hurt anyone. Jesus. Oh, he's, he's too protected. Who gives a shit? Uh, Rollins jumps Cena with uh, MNN security. I don't call them J and J. Never. MNN. Mercury and Noble. Uh, Kane comes down, chokeslam Cena. Rollins grabs a table. Then Ryback comes down for the save. Yay! Yay. Uh, Kane destroys Ryback with a chair. Uh, they're apparently having a chair match. <laughs> <laughs> uh eric rowan comes down to make the save cool hell yeah, yeah I like Aaron, i like eric rowan coming down and doing this they're really getting behind him yeah big show comes down and takes out rowan Boo. throws him in the stairs then here comes ziggler he comes out he's beating down big show mm-hmm. and then he grabs a ladder holy shit and then here comes harper and he just fucking destroys dolph ziggler <laughs> jesus christ luke harper 
fucking I love Luke Harper. Off, man. And then Cena gets triple power bombed by Shield 2.0. I love it. Dude. Shield 2.0. Believe in the Shield 2.0. Do you guys believe in the Shield 2.0? I love you, the Shield 2.0. <laughs> Me too. Oh, they're so great. Um, tag Team Turmoil match. Uh, I made a note before this started. Usos win. That is my note. Oh, really? So let's see how this goes. Uh, Dusty Rhodes versus New Day. Um, my favorite part of their entrance is probably Brian's favorite part of their entrance, which is a dopey kid clapping his hands and a black woman sitting behind him with her with her head in her hands, going, no. Yeah. This ain't no Attitude Arrow with the kid in the giant uh, Coke bottle glasses, nope. Nation of Domination nation, nation, fist. Nope. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't necessarily have a problem with New Day. I just wanted it to be more than three dancing black guys. And hey, guess what? It's three it's dancing, three black, dancing guys. black guys. And if I hear more people go, no, wait, because maybe you'll turn it into something else. They gave it pyro. Shut up. It's three dancing black guys. That's all it is, guys. And it's such a bummer. Mm-hmm. It's such a bummer. Oh, well. <laughs> so the way this works is that uh, it's two teams in, one team gets eliminated, the next team comes in, so you, it's like a gauntlet. Um, Dusty Rhodes against New Day. There's a cool finish here with the big ending and a double axe handle by Big E and Kofi. I liked it. Yeah, so it Dusty good. Dusty Rhodes, you're out. Who's coming in next? Well, the very established team of Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. <laughs> this made me laugh, but I actually really, really like the idea of that team. Yeah. I think they could honestly do something in the WWE if they... Hey, why not? There's no fucking tag team. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Kofi's down. And he's got a rally, you know. Mm-hmm. So Xavier Woods starts a slow clap for him. Of That's not how a slow clap works. Hang on, you must not be getting it. Uh. You must be like the entire fucking audience. Not understanding. Mm. Yeah. The- Either that or you're like Xavier Woods, who doesn't understand that this isn't how you get a crowd into something. No. That was the worst thing. And I just wrote, Xavier Woods, no one wants to do your stupid fucking shitty clap. There are people that like Xavier Woods. I don't know why you like him. I legitimately don't know why you like Xavier Woods. He has given me, like, man, I bet he's a nice guy. I mm-hmm. bet he's a, he's incredibly well-educated, very, but he's very, very smart. Yeah. I bet he's fun to be around. Everything, as a professional wrestler, has given me no reason to ever fucking <laughs> care about anything he does mm-hmm. at all, anywhere. He has danced from the first day I fucking saw him to the goddamn last. Stop. Yeah, that's You're a good from point. Angel Grove, California, and you have a meme on your tights? Fuck you. Does it still say over 9,000? I have no idea. I didn't pay attention. So this little matchup ends where Dusty Rhodes comes down. They attack Xavier Woods. Biggie Langston's like, yo, don't attack Xavier Woods. And then uh, Tyson Kidd gets a roll-up. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Tyson Kidd and, and Cesaro, they won. You could have fed them to New Day and had New Day beat two teams to get them over more. Yeah. But instead, you had another upstart team that you're not going to run with beat the new team that you gave Pyro to. I want everyone to be clear about what happened here. Yeah. I understand that it was a screwy finish. The team that you gave Pyro to and you could have gotten over a little bit more by having them beat two teams, especially a team that's unestablished, Right. you had them lose to. Yeah. And, and I, at that point, because when I saw that New Day was going to be the second team in, I'm like, oh, they're going to clean sweep. That's that's what I yep. thought. Uh-huh. Because... Nope, I didn't, but yeah, I, no, I, I, I mean, can see what you're saying. Because yes. I was thinking of it from a, oh, well, how do you get a team over? Right. So... Have them lose to an unestablished tag team. 
and and someone sitting at home right now is like, yeah, but you had to have Dusty Rhodes come down and attack him so that way they have a match at the next pay-per-view. No, you didn't. Because you could have had New Day lose to the Usos or had Dusty Rhodes come down and distract New Day during the Usos match yeah. part. Yeah. But you didn't. So you lost it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. What a waste. Mm-hmm. What a waste. The Usos are next. I hate them. <laughs> My next note. Boy, I wonder who wins. Uh, Cesaro hits a big power bomb. Natty actually helps Tyson Kidd in this match. Yeah. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Did she, like, grab a foot or something? Yeah. It was like... So she did something... Yeah, it, it was like... like, like and, then, and then she was, like, really conflicted. Yeah. But it was like, oh, this is cool. I like. Oh, it. they're actually doing something. Yeah. Oh, this is great. This awesome. is really cool. I liked it a lot. Uh, Tyson springboard into a super kick, and then a spa- a splash on a Tyson kid, and then Brian, who's your last team? I love that JBL forgot that there was a last team. He did. We're gonna have new number one contenders. Oh, it's Rose and Rabbit. Ah, uh, okay. The bunny makes a blind tag, and then uh, the rabbit gets superplexed, but it's blocked, and then he hits a sunset flip power bomb, which is like the biggest move in this match, and a and a nothing rabbit hit it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Rose blind tags in, ki- catches a super kick and a splash. That's it. So the Usos win. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Notes? No. Okay. No. Uh, Miz and Mizdar are backstage and they give Naomi a card saying like, hey, I liked your twerking. Here's my agent's card. I'm a record producer. Does your, is that your Jonathan London impression? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Hey, girl. What's up? I'm a record producer. <laughs> Shouts out. Jonathan London, Paul London's Paul, older Paul, brother. Paul London's brother was with us in an elevator, and he kept telling girls that he was a record producer. <laughs> Happily married for, at, at that time, I think like four years, and only doing that just to be a nuisance. It was just to make us go, what is this? Every, every time I see him, it never starts with us going, hey, what's up? It's one of us is doing something, and one of us walks up without the other person having a knowledge of it. And it's been a year since we've uh-huh. seen each other because it's always at Comic-Con. Uh-huh. Hey, yo, what's up, girl? I'm a record producer. <laughs> and for one second, neither of us know what's going on. <laughs> there you have it. Enjoy. That's our story about Paul London's brother, Jonathan London. Ta-da! <laughs> Geekscape. <laughs> My shouts out. <laughs> Go check out Jonathan London's stuff. Why not? Um, Ms. and Ms. Dow say, Naomi, you're good at twerking. My agent will sign you. Does your agent sign twerkers? What the fuck kind of agent do you have? Uh, <laughs> signed him. Vince, Vince McMahon arrives in a limo. Uh, there's a Rowan interview where he's apparently borderline genius, mm-hmm. classically trained, uh, guitarist, a winemaker. And then, uh, <laughs> why are you doing this? Why are you attacking Big Show? Big Show's a bully. Hey, you know what? You're right. Fuck it. Yeah. You know what? Let's just do whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. Big Show's a bully. I, I love that they do this every year and we all forget that they're loosely tied into the anti-bully campaign, yep. which is like around this time each year, because this is what Ryback was doing last year against CM Punk. Yep. Hey, uh, but something that WWE accidentally stumbled across, uh, he's wearing a sheet mask to the ring. He continues to wear a sheet mask to the ring. Who was buying the sheet mask before? Kids. So, what's his gimmick? Oh, he's kind of like a big kid and also he hates bullies. Yeah. So kids will buy the mask. As they already have been. Mm-hmm. So they stumbled into a new marketing thing and they will sell more masks. Oh, of course. Ta-da. You did it. Uh, Big Show against Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan's in control of this match from the get-go. I like that a lot. Yeah. But then Big Show gets in control and it's slow as fuck. Ugh. And like not fun slow, like where you're like, these are two big guys. It's just Big Show going, yep, yep, kick. Yep. Pause, 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 kick. Pause, 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 punch. 
fuck. Um, show hits Rowan with stairs, and then that's that's the DQ for the match. And uh, poor Eric Rowan's all fucked up on like the side of the head. Yeah, because he dropped the stairs and they bounced on his head. Oops. Good job, Big Show. <laughs> Twenty-five year veteran. Uh, cool. Re- please retire. Please. Uh, Vince McMahon gets an interview with Renee Young saying that he, you can watch Vince McMahon on the podcast tonight. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Fondango versus Swagger. Swagger no shows. I didn't know what the fuck was happening here. Yeah, I I was I, like, I was super confused, and then it was like, oh, somebody attacked uh, Zeb Coulter backstage, I guess, and hurt his leg, and then it's not really clear who it was. I guess we're gonna say it's Swagger. No, I'm, I guess we're gonna say it's Rusev. I suppose. Okay. So Fondango wins by forfeit. Goodbye. Thank you for your entrance. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Um, Rusev and Lana come out and cut a promo, and then they're attacked by Jack Swagger because apparently they attacked Zeb Coulter. I hope that they didn't attack Zeb Coulter and that Jack Swagger attacked Rusev for no reason. Me too. And this is like the best like military industrial fuck like mind fuck that there is. <laughs> hey, hey, Mister America went out and just started attacking people from other countries because he thought that they did an attack on him and his friends. That's fucking insane. That'd be brilliant. They didn't think it through like that. Mm-mm. But this is like 9/11 in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. It's really uh-huh. funny. Yeah. It's like I I would put money on that Rusev didn't attack Zev Coulter, that it was like Fondango or yeah. like something like that, but Rus- like Jack Swagger just went like, I got to attack this foreign guy. Why am I supposed to not like Rusev? I, honestly, aside from the fact that hey, his promo hey, sucked. He got Pearl Harvard. <laughs> that is a term in professional wrestling. When it's a jump from the back or whatever, yeah. it's, called, it's called a Pearl Harbor job. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Rusev got Pearl Harvard. <laughs> Oh, man, that's great. The tables have turned. That just occurred to me, and that's fucking hilarious. That's really good. There you have it. Uh-huh. So, uh, Rusev and Swagger, I guess. We've done it before. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miz against Fernando. I'm sorry, Miz Dow against Fernando. Uh, Miz is on commentary. Miz Dow wins with a figure four. The crowd's into it. Uh, Unoso comes down and hits Miz in the face, which I rewound and watched a hundred times. It was great. I loved it. Uh, hey, serious Usos? I can get behind that. It's different. He, he looked legit... Honestly, it's the best acting I've seen out of any of the Usos yep. in a long time. He looked like, as we've said, those guys in high school who like, hey, you talk to my girlfriend for a second. I'm going to get in your face about it. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, I'm sorry that we share a class and we're on a group project yeah. together. <laughs> um, none of the good guys in WWE are good. No. And it's great. No, they're not. It doesn't not. make any fucking sense. Why are they rooting for the heels? Because the heels aren't necessarily bad. I Man... Um, the best part is after Unoso hit Miz in the face and I watched it a million times, uh, Miz is down holding his face and then there's someone in the crowd that says, kick his ass, Seabass. <laughs> there's a dumb and dumber reference from the fucking guy in the crowd. Oh, great. Great. I love it. Um, get Bray Wyatt against R-Truth. Wait, right. He dominates and calls for Ambrose. Uh, and then he hits Sister Abigail and wins. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What is Bray Wyatt missing? What what's making him not a force to be reckoned with? Is it because he's lost so many times? Is it because he hasn't really no. he hasn't really done anything that's made him a force to be reckoned with? I think I think it's a combination of a lot of just almost being there. In every in every level of it. Because he's not getting the ring time that he was mm-hmm. getting when he first came out. Right. He's getting the mic time where he 
kills it. Yeah. But then he's not like he doesn't win matches. So yeah. Even though it doesn't matter mm-hmm. in the in the grand scheme of things, like right, I just think he hasn't established like a big win, a big dominant win. He beat Daniel Bryan at Royal Rumble, and that was like whoa. And then hasn't done anything since then. Right. That was like his last big win. And and I think that's really the biggest thing is that they're they aren't pushing anybody, and not in the terms of like oh push him, push him, but they aren't like pushing any characters to one way or another, either being a a big dominant force. And when they do, it's somebody like Rusev and you don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah it's just, um, well, Rusev, you know what his matches are going to be. That's why you don't care. Yeah. I'm compelled by Bray Wyatt matches just because I don't know what they're going to be, mm-hmm. but I, I know what a Rusev match is. Yeah. But I've, I've gotten to a point where like a Bray Wyatt match on raw is never going to end clean. No. And then at a pay-per-view, it's like, well, it might end clean or he'll cheat to win. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, he hasn't had a big, big win where you're like, holy shit, that was great. Yeah. He just hasn't had that. Uh, so post-match, he cuts a promo with tables, tables, ladders, and chairs. He calls out Ambrose. Uh, Ambrose interrupts, and they brawl. Notes. Ambrose breaks a chair. Yes. There and, you have it. And Bray Wyatt cries over it. Yep. Uh, it's the Bellas against AJ and who? Naomi. Of course. Um, my first note. The Bellas are a fucking joke. Yeah. Uh, if you are a fan of Divas Wrestling and you're going like, I'm rooting for the Bellas, you have to explain to me why. Because why do I give a fuck? Explain to me why I give a shit. Oh, wow. I actually wanted to see where this 30-day thing was going to go and see, like, Brie finally get her hands on Nikki. Yeah. Didn't pay it off. Oh, hey, the Bellas are back to being mean twins. Is this like 2011? I I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like it's so yeah. fucking it's so fucking frustrating to have something moving like, "Whoa, I actually want to see Brie as a face. She's getting over, her moveset's improving. I thought she's improved in the ring. This yeah. is interesting." Oh, never mind. We're not doing that. Tight. I don't give a shit about you. I don't fucking care about the Bellas. They're back to being the Bellas that I hated before I hated them this much. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Why? Especially like, okay, yeah. uh, Two months ago, three months ago, going into SummerSlam, we were talking about how bad the acting was between Mm -hmm. the Bellas and Stephanie McMahon and all of this stuff. And, but you know what? At least they were putting together something. they They were having like competent matches where I was like, whoa, this, like some of these moves are pretty cool. Oh wow. This Brimo thing is kind of cool. Oh, the crowd's getting kind of behind it. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. They're what? back to they're back to being mean twins. Bree Bree yells Bree mode in her match. Nobody reciprocates. Why? Because why do we care now? All why? yeah. All of a sudden, not even with like a you know small conversation of you know what Bree or you know what Nikki, I was wrong. I should have been there for you. Yep. No, no 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 conversation about why she's a heel now. Uh, the best thing you can say it and they're not even going this far is it Stockholm syndrome. Is that she was under her control for so long that she decided to love her again? Yep. Yeah, it was. It, it, it's like if you love the Bellas and th- this conversation right now is making you mad, please email us and let us go home. Show at mega64.com. Tell us how please, we're wrong. Please, please let me know because I it's so frustrating because <laughs> I started liking them. I started liking Brie. I don't give a fuck about Nikki. Yeah, I don't think Nikki's very good in the ring, and I don't think she's a very good promo. Mm-hmm. At least Brie was doing something where I'm like, oh, you're halfway interesting. Yeah. Now she's back to not even fucking square one. They've just like regressed it all. 
it all just like they retarded this growth of like character. Yeah. And I don't understand it. I don't. And it's I, incredibly frustrating. It, it's like, oh, without having to have the authority there, like now it doesn't. I, it doesn't. I don't even know why we're spending this much time I, I trying well, to figure it's be, it out. It's because we're, I'm. I'm. I watched this and was incredibly frustrated the whole time. Okay. Uh, I wish Naomi had more offense in this match. Whatever. Uh, Nikki loses, taps out to the weakest fucking Black Widow I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Mick Foley Christmas commercial with his daughter. Oh, is that his daughter? Yeah. Oh. I think. I'm pretty I, sure it was. And it was like, oh, you look way too much like Santa. Yeah. Me. I For a second, I did not think that was Mick Foley until yep. he spoke. There you go. Uh, then we get a Heyman promo uh, regarding Lesnar. Thoughts on the promo? Anything? I, I thought, I mean, as always, it's Paul Heyman. You, you know exactly what you're getting. Uh, you're getting a very good promo mm-hmm. about something. I just didn't need that much time devoted to... Absolutely. Hey, guys, Brock Lesnar's a special attraction. Yeah. I'm very aware, I'm very aware of how you book him. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I didn't forget that he's the champion. In fact, I think about it all the time mm-hmm. because I haven't seen him in two months. So I think about it fucking constantly. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go, hey, guys, don't forget. Which, I fucking know. Again, and I, and I don't know if I'm like the... I feel like nobody else on anywhere that I go feels that this is such a good way to have the WWE I'm, Championship. I'm fine with it. It It's just when you don't see it at all, that's when I have a problem with it. Like, we haven't seen it in so fucking long now mm. that I forgot that the title changed and had, like, a different look. Oh, really? I forgot that it's the new logo because I've been playing the video game and they they don't have the new logo one. They just have the old logo one. Oh, yeah. They have, like, the scratch logo. And so I was like, oh, oh, that's right. They changed. It's a new logo. That's a, that's a good point. I, I mean, it'd be nice to seem like via satellite type thing. Some just fucking something. But he's, I, he's gone. He's gone too much for it to be compelling. I need it. He's not even there once a month. He's not even there once a month. I that's I, that's rough. I I agree, but I still feel like in this case with a character like Brock Lesnar, I I I agree. He he's a cool special attraction. Yeah, but. He's got to be there once a month. Or, I, ha- I have to see him on a Raw or on a paper. He doesn't have to be defending the fucking title, I guess. Mm-hmm. Something. Or it, or at least, like, Heyman with the title as the advocate. You know what I mean? So like, it, I just I just need to see it or see him. Yeah. It, it's gone It's gone for too long. I wanted something. When they did this, I'm like, dude, you're only going to see him, like, at pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. He's only going to come every so often. This is really cool. I didn't expect to see him again, like... January. That sucks. That's shitty booking. Yeah. Which which is what I had heard that like, he is not booked that again is, this year. That is like shit. That's shitty booking. That is having that's being fucked by a contract that you signed cuz you went this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. You're an idiot with no foresight. Mm-hmm. Like sign him for twice as many dates and then he can show up at pay-per-views and one other raw. I don't know. So, something like it's, that. It's a it's it's not enough. Yeah. I mean, it's but what what I like again is that it's making it's a potential time for people who it doesn't have to be about the WWE Championship is what mm-hmm. I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. It's a time where it can be about like not John Cena going for the title. Uh-huh. It can be about okay, well the authority's gone, so what's it about? Yeah, I know, and that's and that's the thing that was bothering me at the beginning of the show is that basically the authority is still the authority, like we said, mm-hmm. but it you just don't see Stephanie and. Triple yeah. H. Because nothing else changed about the structure of that stable. No. Everybody else is still there. Yep. So, it, good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that takes us to our main event. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Cena, Ryback, and Ziggler against Rollins, Kane, and Harper. Teddy Long special. Hell yeah. Tag team match player. Um, Harper is compelling. Yeah. Yes? Absolutely. He is like the reason I watched this match. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see what Luke Harper did. Mm-hmm. And it's great because he's not even the lowest on the totem pole in this match. No. Uh, I would say that uh, Kane is lowest on the totem pole in this match. And next up, Ryback. <laughs> yeah, I would say from bottom to top, Kane, Ryback, Harper, Ziggler, Rollins, Cena. Yes? Yeah. That hierarchy seem about yeah. right? Okay. Um, that double drop kick by, Zine, by Cena and Ziggler... <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. No, did right. not ever expect to see Cena do. Cena a makes me kick. nervous when he leaves his feet like that. It's <sighs> like I was like, I don't think you're gonna get hurt, but you don't have to do this. Uh, big guy is over. Crowd mm-hmm. loves it. Crowd mm-hmm. is chanting like, "We want Ryback at times." Yeah, Un- unprovoked. We want yeah. Ryback chance. Yeah. So that says something. Uh, Ryback hits a stall suplex on Luke Harper. That damn, he kept him in the air for a really long time. Uh, I think I'm supposed to believe he kept him in the air the entire commercial break. <laughs> but I have a feeling I don't watch it on the fucking WWE app because I watch like uh, like a tape delay thing, yeah. but not like the West Coast one. I have a feeling that he had him in a stall suplex and then slammed him once and then like, you know, taunted to the crowd, whatever, and then right before the commercial break, had pulled him back up into another stall suplex. Yeah, so I wouldn't like be- that. Yeah. But man, hey, you know what? If he had him up in a stall suplex the whole time, that's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. That's the longest commercial break. <laughs> um, Rollins is only in to pick up the pieces. Again. I don't know. I This is what I talked about last week. I don't know if you noticed it. He's booked as the best heel. Mm-hmm. He only comes in. He's the opportunist. He only comes in once the other guy, not on like a fresh tag. There was a point where I think Harper had just like gotten control of Ziggler barely mm-hmm. and went over to go tag either Kane or Rollins and Rollins backed off. Yeah. Rollins like leaned back and he yeah. went over and just tagged Kane. That's awesome. And then Rollins was the next one tagged in after Dolph caught like a sidewalk slam or something. Yeah. And there was like a two count. Yeah. And it, so Rollins comes in and just beats the shit out of like, yeah, 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 get him, get him, get him. And then he tags out and he's back out. Yeah. Booked as the best y'all love it. Uh, it's so good. Uh, hot tag by Cena. Eminem security come in and interfere. And then there's a hot tag to Ziggler. Uh, Cena dives on everybody inside the ring. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Uh, there's a daisy chain of signature moves, which is not uh, finishers. It was just like... Uh, it was Kane, I think Kane did like a big boot, mm-hmm. and Rollins hit like uh, the diving knee, Cena does like the five knuckle shuffle, it was all like the moves that are like their setup moves. Yeah. And it ends with Ziggler catching the uh, the like boss man slam, or the uh, sidewalk slam, or the fall, uh, black hole slam, whatever you want to call it. It's the same move, it's that, that spinning sidewalk slam, yeah. which I really like, because yeah. it just looks like momentum carried big, it looks mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, powerbomb turned into a sunset flip by Dolph Ziggler, and he wins. Dude. Whoa. Yeah. What the fuck? Yep. Post-match brawl, and Big Show comes out. You sold out, Chance for Big Show. Um, here comes Eric Rowan with chairs, <laughs> or with stairs. He comes down with stairs. Uh, super hook. Super hook. Jesus Christ. Super kick. Meat hook clothesline. AA to Big Show. Rowan blasts Big Show with stairs, and then the crowd is super into Eric Rowan. Wow. They are, like, putting a lot into this guy. I'm I'm happy because honestly he's improved a lot. I agree, and uh, really excited to see what they do with him. I I think one of my favorite things about this match was uh, MNN security just the entire time. Not even if like they were doing anything aside from just reacting on the outside, being mm-hmm. great ring managers. I I was watching them a lot of the times in yep. the match. I love I love them. I'm so happy that they're on TV. I love it. It's so great. Yeah. Uh, let's get to a couple emails before we wrap up. Uh, you guys can email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com. It's probably where we're going to see uh, 
most of your thoughts because we do get messages on Tumblr and Twitter and everything, but uh, the ones we read typically uh, on the show are from uh, our email because it's easiest to get a hold of. Sorry, I'm like fighting with Brian's cat right now. Who doesn't want to fight with you at all. I know. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> give me a high five. I've been high-fiving Brian's cat all night. It's okay. pretty cool. This is from Jimmy V. I gotta say, I hate Tyson Kidd, but it's because he's legitimately that good of a heel. I hate Tyson Kidd because he's just a great heel. His facial expressions are so smug. I can never disagree with his arguments because everything he says has merit and makes sense. There are fucking cats on his boots. He has a hot wife and he's just too good at his job. So I guess it can be argued that I don't actually hate him since I appreciate his heel work, but everything I feel about him just points to me resenting him. I don't know, man. Hey, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like, that's great. He's a great heel and i don't know if you guys notice uh-huh. but i'm pretty sure at least two of his cat's names are on the back of his tights are they really i'm pretty sure they say oh, like mordecai or whatever the, one of the cat's names are oh that's I'm so pretty sure funny. he has his cat's names on his actual like trunks oh no i had no idea yeah that's that's really funny um this is from the duke of spook oh uh, he says hey my name's nick in case you good brothers are gonna read this email <laughs> whoops <laughs> hey what's up duke of spook nick uh, to the point of the email during the podcast, uh, punk keeps bringing up how literally no one cares. And I hope you guys pick up on that too. He kept repeating the same exact things you guys have been saying since the beginning, which is that WWE just doesn't care about what happens as long as the episode is produced. Punk pointed out that they had zero plans leading to WrestleMania and he would comment on it frequently, but generally everyone had no clue what the shit was going on and hope it worked out. I know you guys have known wrestling for a long time, but at what point did you realize that sometimes uh, the people that write and wrestle literally uh, do not care about who gets pushed and what's the story going on the next pay-per-view. When I was younger, I would watch it, and then you would see start and stop pushes Mm -hmm. and different characters and stuff, and you would go, why are they doing this? And then you go, oh, it's writers backstage. No one can get their shit together. Yeah. Or somebody has an idea, and they go with it, and then somebody goes, no, 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 Uh, let's not do that. Yeah. It's just, you can tell that people are thinking one way and then going another and it's not working and it goes a different, and and it's just not, it doesn't work. What what really made me realize that was WCW. Yeah. Where it would just be like, whoa, this guy's getting some momentum. Oh, never mind. Okay, that would be it. The Mm -hmm. cat even fucking watched WCW. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Last email. This is just titled Raw Comments and it's from from, uh, Aaron. Mm Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, is that really our truth? Also, I'm glad to see Zeb and Swagger back, but do they really need to be here right now? Sent for my iPhone. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. That was the only email I read before watching Raw last night, and and it made me so not excited for watching Raw. <laughs> if that if that was the tease for Raw, you would just go, I don't want to watch this. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> Because I just went, why are they... Oh, God, oh, Truth man. is back? Oh. Great. Oh, man, that's so fucking funny. I haven't funny. seen R-Truth since the house show. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Brian. Yeah. We did it. That's right. Uh, another episode of the Go Home Show in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know what you guys want to hear uh, next week if you want us to do... Uh, well, maybe not next week, but if you want to see another wrestle party, uh, if you want us to do another uh, watching with the Go Home Show, you want us to do another paper review, you know, what kind of next feature do you guys want to see? Let us know. Email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com. Any kind of wrestling thoughts that you have throughout the week, even if we don't read the emails on air, we say this every week, but uh, we read every single email you guys send in, and honestly, we discuss 
pretty much every single email you guys send in. Yeah. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at Go Home Show. Uh, always tweet at us. Look for us. We're tweeting here and there just about random shit. Uh, Tumblr, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com, and Facebook, which is facebook.com slash thegohomeshow. Brian, we did it. Another week. Slam in the books. Um, really excited to hear CM Punk's ne- next podcast on the art of wrestling and uh, see kind of what's going to be happening with WWE over the next few weeks leading to a pay-per-view. Any thoughts? Go home. You were sitting there for so fucking could long not, with a smile. Could not think of one. You sat there for so I, long with just a, like a blank look going... Uh, yeah, because I had nothing. <sighs> Go home. <laughs>